All right, we are back for episode number two. Um, before we get into this episode, I uh, just wanted to say a quick thanks to everybody who listened to that first episode and all the people that reached out and you know told me they were excited to listen in and looking forward to future episodes and gave feedback and you know shared on their social media pages and shared with friends and things like that. Um, really appreciate that. And it was super, super awesome to see. Very encouraging for me. Um, like I said, this is something new that I'm trying and, you know, hopefully it goes well and we can continue to do it and continue to help people. But um, all that is very appreciated. And like I said, the whole goal of this podcast is to just help people, you know, give people insight and tips and tools and things that they can use um, so that they can be more successful within their own personal health journey. And uh, that only happens if, you know, this information is getting out to those people. So continue to share. Um and send to people that you think may find use out of this. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate that. Um, getting into this episode, episode number two, uh, what I wanted to talk about was the five biggest fitness mistakes that I see just in general. So these are all things that I have personally struggled with um, in my time since really getting into fitness, but also now with being a trainer and um, working with lots of different people, there's um, similar struggles that I see with uh, most people. And so I thought it'd be, you know, nice to talk about these things and hopefully give you a little bit of insight into what they are. And then also give you just some practical um, tips around those things so that you don't have to make the same exact mistakes, hopefully save you a little time and energy and uh, a little frustration as well. So um, getting right into it, uh, going off number one, this is taking the all or nothing approach with fitness and or diet. And this is, you know, super common, especially, you know, we just had New Year's and very common to see, you know, a bunch of people have fitness goals, things like that. The gym is always packed on those, you know, that first week right into the new year. Uh, people are very motivated, excited, you know, ready to go. But then you come back in, you know, in February and a lot of those people are nowhere to be found. And that is because they take this all or nothing approach where, you know, they go full steam ahead um, Got to be perfect, um, 100%, you know, with diet, 100% with training. And while you can do that at the beginning when you're super motivated, once that falls off, it just doesn't work. Um, so just understanding that having this all or nothing approach really isn't the best thing to do because it leads to things like, you know, working out too much um, and basically it just becomes an unsustainable thing. So um, I know I touched on it a little bit in that first episode, but I talked about my own personal um, story when I was trying to lose weight. I was working out, you know, six to seven times a week uh, for an hour or two at a time. And uh, obviously this just wasn't the best thing to do in terms of uh, from a physical standpoint, you know, just beat my body down and not really giving it a chance to recover. But um, just as physically exhausting as it can be to train that much and get in the gym that much, um, it's also kind of messes with your mentality um, because when you start to feel like, you know, you're missing these workouts because eventually it's going to come to a point where you can't sustain that. I mean, unless your full time job is just to, you know, work out, then it's going to be very hard to sustain something like that. Um, so when those days do come up, when you can't get in the gym or, you know, you miss a couple of days or whatever, you start to feel guilty and you start to feel like you're not doing enough. And this leads to bad relationships with exercise um, It can just lead you down kind of a bad path all around with just exercise and fitness and health in general. So just understanding that. When you are going into, you know, this fitness thing and uh, your journey or, you know, your certain fitness habits might look a lot different than somebody else's. Um, but just understanding that you don't have to be perfect to get results. 
um, you can do things that are a lot more sustainable and things that you can actually maintain for the long term. And right along with that, this all or nothing approach is something that I see with diets quite a bit. Um, and obviously, this is not a very good thing either, because oftentimes you'll see people who are super strict with their diets, you know, they'll be strict for a week or two, and then all of a sudden they just kind of go off the hinges. So you'll see people who struggle with like really overeating or maybe even like binge eating or things like that. Um, and again, this kind of takes me back to the New Year's resolution thing. You'll see people who kind of run in this vicious cycle of like they're super motivated. So they go on this diet. They're very strict. Um, and then eventually that, you know, that motivation wears off and the diet feels too unsustainable. They go off track for, you know, a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever. And they get to a point where they feel crappy about where they're at because they're not making any progress. Plus, they've, you know, they're not developing any good habits and they're eating all this food and just not feeling good about themselves. And then, you know, it just kind of runs in that cycle again. So then they think, OK, I need to diet again. And then it's just this continuous loop of doing things that are unsustainable, falling off track and never really making progress. So you're just kind of spinning your wheels, which is not a fun place to be at all. Obviously, you're doing these things because you have goals typically, um, whether that's to look better, feel better, you know, have more energy, build confidence, all those things. And when you're not seeing any progress towards those goals, that can be, um, you know, kind of crappy, just a crappy place to be in. So um, obviously, some of the solutions for these things, the most obvious thing is to find something that's more balanced. And just understanding that what balance is for you might look a little different than most people or, you know, other people. What what's balanced for me may look different for you, may look different from your friend, may look different from a family member. Um, so like figuring out whether, you know, you should work out two times a week or three times a week, um, how you want to eat. All those things are more so going to be you know personal things that you need to figure out and kind of do a little trial and error with. And also just understanding that. Um, those things will change throughout the year and just throughout your life in general. So like when you think about throughout the course of a year, you know, you have holidays and vacations and times when you're busier or maybe you're more stressed and the amount of times that you may be able to, you know, get a workout in or, you know, follow a certain diet might change a little bit, you know, on those times that you're super busy or, you know, you're going on vacation, things like that. Maybe you're not working out very much. You're only getting in the gym one or two times a week, which is perfectly fine. So just understanding that those things do change and it is perfectly okay for them to change and it's normal for them to change. And then also um, just another quick solution uh, as far as like the all or nothing approach when it comes to diet is just incorporating foods that you enjoy on a regular basis. And this was something that has really, really helped me personally in the last year or two. Um, I'm a person who enjoys sweets and desserts and things like that. And I know when I was first kind of getting into, um, you know, my weight loss journey and I had this idea around like food that, you know, if you were on a diet and you're trying to, you know, get to your goal and be super strict with it, that you couldn't include these things. So I just tried to avoid them altogether. And what I would do is I would, you know, be really strict and then I'd have kind of like a cheat day, but then I would end up eating way too much and going overboard. And I just felt like I didn't really have any control over those things versus now I'm in a place where I incorporate those foods pretty much on a daily basis. Um, almost every night I'm eating some kind of dessert, something sweet, whether it's, you know, ice cream sandwich or a little bit of ice cream or, you know, a couple pieces of candy or whatever. Um, I always try to in include just some of those things that I really enjoy. Another thing is like pizza. I really like pizza. It's one of my favorite foods. So I eat it on a regular basis. 
Um, and that way I don't really feel like I'm restricting and I don't have the need to, you know, go absolutely nuts because I'm restricting those things for long periods of time. Um, so just a quick little easy tip is, um, including those things on a regular basis, because it is completely possible to enjoy those things and still work towards your fitness goal. And then lastly, just to kind of round out this point, I know some of you guys may be thinking, you know, well, I'm just that type of all or nothing person. And I would challenge you a little bit to um, think maybe from a different perspective, because a lot of times when people say they're all or nothing people, um, it's maybe in certain areas, but you're not just an all or nothing person in general. And a, a couple good examples, you know, like if you say uh, I'm an all or nothing person, well, if you're an all or nothing person, let's say, you know, you're ready to go into work on a Monday, um, you know, you're you've got a lot of stuff to get done. Um, you're feeling good because you, you know, you have a good plan. Uh, but you go in and get in there at eight o'clock sharp and 815 rolls around and you realize you messed something up. You made a mistake. Well, if you're an all or nothing person and you're just the type of person that says screw it, then you would just go home for the rest of the day. Just clock out and just call it a day. But that's not what you do. You reflect a little bit, you know, you figure out what you did wrong and then you just keep moving forward. Another example that I heard that always stuck with me was, um, let's say, you know, you fall asleep on the couch one night, maybe you're watching a little Netflix and you just doze off and you end up sleeping on the couch that night and you don't brush your teeth because you fell asleep right there on the couch. Well, if you're an all or nothing person, then you would just say, screw it. I'm never brushing my teeth again because I missed it last night. And so I'm just going to be done with it. Right. That's just that sounds ridiculous. Right. And that's exactly how you should approach your health and, you know, your fitness routine and those sorts of things. If you miss a meal, or, you know, you go a little overboard or eat too much, even if you weren't planning on it, well, you just get back on track the next meal or the next day, at least. If you miss a workout, that doesn't mean you need to miss the next, you know, whole week of workouts. You just get right back on track when you can. And you don't beat yourself up about it. You just get back on track and you just keep rolling. Um, oftentimes, too, you know, we're just too harsh on ourselves when we miss a workout or, you know, we make a mistake or things like that. And, that doesn't really lead you down a good path either. So just understanding that it's part of the process. It's part of life. You're a human. Um, you know, we make mistakes. We get off track from time to time and just understand that that's going to be part of it. You just move on and get back on track as soon as possible, because the sooner you can get back on track, the faster you can continue to make progress. So this next one, uh, number two, this plays off the last one um, quite a bit, but I felt like this one needed, you know, a little bit further explanation. And so this one is being too strict with food choices. Um, and like I was saying, kind of touched on this in the last one. But again, this is such a big part of, you know, health and fitness is what you eat um, because we do it so many times throughout the day. And it's just a big part of, you know, getting to your goals and living a healthy life and understanding, you know, what type of foods are good for your body and that sort of thing. Um, so it's important to understand just to have a good relationship with food and know the type of things that you should be eating and not have, you know, food guilt or, you know, just a bad relationship with food. So when it comes to making, you know, solid choices uh, with your health and fitness and, you know, making health a priority, I kind of like to think about uh, food and the choices that you make similar to how I think about money. Um, so when it comes to money, like if you're overly strict, um, you never spend any money, uh, you don't buy the things that, you know, you enjoy, and maybe you don't even buy some of the things that you need. Um, that's not a very fun place to be. And then when you look at the other end of the spectrum, um, 
people who, you know, they just spend their money on everything. They don't know how to budget, don't know how to save, don't know how to invest. That also can lead to some issues and is not a very fun way to live. So the thing is to find a little bit of that balance in there and figure out, you know, have some rules for yourself, but not be so restrictive where, you know, you're unhappy and you can't enjoy anything. But also you don't want to be so lax and, you know, have no rules at all where you're just eating everything in sight. And that also leads to problems and issues and, you know, stresses down the line as well. And I think I guess a lot of it comes down to um, just figuring out what that means to you and then just being intentional about those choices. So, for example, um, I know like when I'm going out to eat, uh, I'll make sure that if I know that that's something that's coming up, you know, on the weekend and, you know, I'm going to go out with some some friends and have some drinks and, you know, uh, eat a meal that's probably a little bit higher calorie, that sort of thing. Then I plan for that throughout the week. So during the week, I'll try to make sure that I'm eating, you know, a lot of healthy choices, a lot of fruits and veggies, um, high protein meals, that sort of thing. And then when the weekend rolls around, um, then I have those things guilt free. I know that I'm still working towards my goals, my fitness goals, and I don't have to worry about it because, you know, for a majority of the week, I was you know doing all those things that I wanted to do and uh, I don't feel bad about it versus if, you know, you're just eating whatever all week long and then the weekend rolls around and then you're eating even more um, and you're just not really making any of these choices intentionally and you're just kind of doing whatever. Um, that's not a real great place to be because, number one, you, you don't really feel great about that because, you know, you're not really making those decisions. You're just kind of going with the flow. And obviously, it's going to be very hard to work towards your fitness goals if you're just eating absolutely, you know, everything in sight and don't really have any, you know, structure or, you know, certain rules for yourself. So, again, it's about just figuring out what that looks like for you. Um, like I said, for me, um, one thing that I really focus on and that I've tried to, you know, teach to other people is this this process of using the 80-20 rule. And all that simply means is that 80% of the time you're eating, you know, your higher quality whole food type meals with lots of protein, lots of veggies, um, lots of fruits, those type of things, just your whole foods. And then that 20% of the time, you can have whatever you want. So your desserts, you know, your quote unquote junk food, your drinks, um, all that type of stuff. So this this way you feel like you're not restricting too much, um, but you can still make really, really good progress towards your fitness goals. You know, if you have goals around building muscle or losing fat or losing weight or just feeling healthy, feeling good, this allows you to focus a majority of your time on those healthier, more whole type foods, but also allows you to include some of those things that you want to have on a regular basis and allows you to enjoy life. Um, so when you look at that 80-20 rule, maybe throughout the course of a week, that would be, you know, that'll give you like two or three meals throughout the week where you can kind of splurge a little bit, you know, include maybe some of those desserts or some of those higher calorie things that um, you typically would deem as unhealthy or, you know, as people would say are unhealthy, which that's kind of another tangent, but it's not necessarily unhealthy as long as you're eating those things in moderation and, you know, being conscious about those choices. But again, that gives you, you know, some leeway throughout the week to eat those foods, feel a certain way, still work towards your fitness goals, but also include things that you actually enjoy eating. So getting into number three on the biggest fitness mistakes, this one is a very common one and something that I know that I still do from time to time, and I know a lot of other people do it um, quite often, and that is comparing yourself to others. And I think as humans, you know, it's just kind of natural, just something that we do quite often. But again, I think we also know that it never really brings about 
anything that's super positive. Um, so, you know, trying to avoid that or at least cut down on that, I think is definitely a good thing, especially when it comes to, you know, fitness and health. Um, because you have to understand that, you know, your journey is going to be your journey. There's nobody that has the same, you know, genetics, the same experiences, the same goals, the same preferences, the same lifestyle, you know, all that stuff. So you have to take all that stuff into account and just understand that you're an individual and, you know, other people have their own stories and their own backgrounds and their own experiences. And so the way that, you know, your journey looks compared to someone else might be completely different. And that is completely okay. It's just a matter of just, you know, continuing to focus on you and nobody knows you better than yourself. So just focus on your own journey and what's going to be best for you. And then one thing that um, I heard, I don't remember exactly where I heard it. I think it was on a, a fitness podcast somewhere else, but um, it, it was a super good point and it's always stuck with me. And it was this idea that if you are going to compare, um, because like I said, you know, we, we do compare from time to time. It's hard not to, that you need to compare the whole story and just make sure that you're not comparing someone else's highlight reel to, you know, your story, because that's really all you ever see for the most part, especially when it comes to like social media now and things like that, people aren't really sharing, you know, those struggles that they're going through, the challenges, you know, all the all the negative things or the, the things that are hard for them. They're just sharing the highlight reel. So then you're taking somebody's highlight reel. Um, let's say, for example, how somebody looks and then you're comparing it, you know, to you over here when you know your whole story, but you have no idea what that person is going through. Um, and this became clear because they were talking about um, you know, fitness people and like, you know, your bodybuilders and fitness models and those type of things. A lot of times those people aren't necessarily the happiest people in the world or necessarily the most healthy people um, in the world because they struggle with a lot of, you know, body image issues, body dysmorphia. A lot of times they're not really having that great of a social life because they have to give up those things because they're, you know, exercising multiple hours a day to maintain their physique. Um, they're just not in the best mental space. And a lot of times, like I said, they're just not you know, super happy. So understanding that while they might, you know, look great from the outside, they're, you know, they have the rocking body and they have all the muscles and they look good and all that stuff there, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're happy. So understanding that, you know, if you're going to compare your story and where you're at, you got to compare the whole thing. And is that something that you would be willing to take on um, in order to have the body that they have? I don't know. That's a question that you have to ask yourself. And just understand that, you know, when you're looking at it from the outside, you're only seeing just a small piece. And so it's really hard to compare yourself when you don't know the entire story of the other person. And then um, lastly, just kind of uh, building off that, you know, it takes away from your ability to actually enjoy the process when you're continuously just comparing yourself to others. And obviously, when it comes to fitness, being able to find ways to enjoy the process is going to be super important because, fitness goals don't happen overnight. It often takes time, you know, sometimes months. Um, and a lot of times even it takes multiple years. Um, I mentioned in my last story, you know, it took me around 15 months to reach my, you know, original 75 pound weight loss goal. And so you have to understand that these things take time, whether it's, you know, building muscle or losing fat or losing weight. And so if you're not finding ways to actually enjoy that process for, you know, that long period of time, then you're probably not going to stick with it. And a way that you can, you know, find ways to enjoy things is to focus on yourself. Like you have to figure out whatever those things are for you, um, whether it's focusing, you know, how your clothes fit, you know, your confidence in the gym, um, you know, feeling better, having better energy, 
um, you know, making gains in the weight room. Maybe your strength numbers are going up. Maybe you're seeing a little bit more muscle definition when you're looking in the mirror. Um, all sorts of things that you can focus on within yourself um, that can help you, you know, enjoy that process and continue to keep yourself motivated. But it's very hard to do that when you're always just comparing yourself to somebody else. You got to make sure that you take a step back and that you're just more so just focused on yourself. And again, once you're focused in on yourself and those small wins and those things that you're improving on, that's going to make sticking to that, you know, that long term process much easier and also much more enjoyable. Right. Number four, trying to rush the process. And this is something again, this is another one that I struggle with still to this day. I you know, I want I want those goals quick and I want them now and I want them to be faster. But uh, we know that's not always the case. I just got done saying fitness goals, they take time um, and you got to be committed to those things. And you got to understand that delayed gratification is actually a good thing. You know, I think as humans, we want stuff quick, especially now with the times that we live in where you can, you know, have you can turn on Netflix and you have thousands of different shows and movies that you can choose from literally with just a couple clicks. We got things like Uber and Uber Eats where you can literally make a couple swipes on your phone and you have food delivered to your house or you have, you know, a ride that can take you anywhere in just a matter of minutes, which is just kind of nuts to think about, right? So we like things that are quick and I think we've gotten very used to getting those things quick and um, you know, like I said delaying that gratification has become tougher and tougher to do. But just understanding that, you know, anything that is worthwhile is typically going to take time. Um, I know for myself personally, if I was, you know, if it was super easy to lose that weight and it didn't take time and I didn't have to struggle and I didn't, if I didn't have to learn and work through things that I definitely wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I do now. Um, and I know I think back to a story when I was, you know, kind of putting this all together, I was thinking about, you know, kind of a story about delayed gratification. And I thought back to when I was a little kid, um, I was in first grade and, you know, as a kid, you love playing with toys, like getting toys and um, getting new stuff at the store and that sort of thing. And when I was a kid, I was in first grade, I really, really wanted this sweet yo-yo. It was like this orange light up yo-yo. I forget the brand, but they were like super popular and, you know, and it could like do these little cool tricks and it could sleep and, you know, you could do the walk the dog and all that cool, crazy stuff. And I just really, really wanted this yo-yo. So I asked my mom if she could buy it for me. And she said that she was not going to just buy it for me, but that if I wanted to do some chores, I could earn a little allowance and then I could buy it myself. So I was like, all right, cool. No problem. Let's do it. It was like 10 bucks at the time, which seemed like a lot of money. Um, but I had the chore of taking the trash out a couple times a week and I would get a dollar every time I took the trash or I would get a dollar per week. So it took me 10 weeks to save up for this yo-yo. And I remember just getting this yo-yo and just freaking absolutely loving this thing and just playing with it and making sure that, you know, I was taking care of it and I didn't lose it. And I think about that versus like when you're just giving a toy or, you know, you get toys on your birthday or Christmas or whatever, and you don't really value them as much. And sometimes you play them for a little bit and then you're kind of done with it. But in this case, when I had saved up, you know, my hard earned money, spent time, you know, saving for this yo-yo, like I was super, super into it. And it just meant a lot more. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to fitness goals, like things that you're just given, you know, very easily, they don't mean nearly as much to us and we don't appreciate them as much. Um, and then along with that, you know, just trying to rush your goals often leads to really bad and unsustainable habits, as I talked about a little bit earlier. I know like when I was losing weight 
and I was starting to get closer to my goal. Um, I was kind of trying to rush the process because I was wanting things to go a little bit faster. Um, like I said, it took me 15 months and that's a long time. And so as I was getting closer and closer to my goal, you know, I was trying to speed that up a little bit and started doing maybe some things that probably weren't the best, which led to, you know, yo-yo dieting and losing weight and gaining weight and that sort of thing. And um, that's just not the best thing to do, because like I said, you're going to create bad habits. And then it also ends up just being something that you can't really sustain. And if you can't sustain it, well, then what's really the point of doing it? So just understanding that taking your time is actually a good thing gives you time to build those skills and build the right skills and right habits and get you to a place where you can actually sustain those goals when you reach them. Um, and then lastly, uh, just kind of nailing this point home is a lot of times this is something that will kill goals because people feel like if they're not reaching their goals in this certain time frame, if they're not reaching their goals fast, then it's not worth it. Um, and I think that is you know, the furthest thing from the truth, because when you think about it from a logical perspective, if I told you that it was going to take you, let's say a year, maybe even two years, you know, to reach these super high goals that you had for yourself, but they were going to be these life changing goals Let's say like, for example, in, in my, in my own um, personal experience, you know, losing that weight was a huge, huge factor in, you know, changing my life and putting me in a better spot and being healthy and fit and, you know, being in the best shape of my life. And again, it took me, you know, multiple years to get to that. But the alternative of that is continuing to be, you know, unhappy, unfit um, in a place where I don't feel super great about myself, where I'm not in the best mental space for the next, you know, 40, 50, 60 years if I don't, you know, take that weight off and change my ways. So would you rather, you know, spend a year or two of focused effort um, towards your goals and put you in a place that, you know, changes your life and puts you in a better spot? Um, for the rest of your, your years here, or would you rather, you know, be in a spot where you're just unsatisfied, unhappy, just not very, you know, confident in the person that you are, the way you look, all that stuff for the next, you know, like I said, 40, 50, 60 years. When you think about it from that perspective, well, I mean, it should be obvious that, you know, you spend, you know, a couple years just putting in the hard work rather than the next 60 being unhappy, right? But a lot of times it's hard for us to think in those long term goals. Um, so I would I would just urge you or, um, you know, challenge you a little bit when you think about, you know, your goals and you think, man, this is taking forever. Um, this isn't going as quickly as I thought it would. Is it even worth it? Think about it in those longer, longer perspectives. And hopefully that can give you that, you know, a little bit of a mindset shift um, and put you in you know the right headspace so you can make the right choices when it comes to, um, you know, trying to reach those goals all right and then number five rounding out these five biggest fitness mistakes um, it kind of encompasses all of these but it is fixing your mindset around health fitness and nutrition and so when you think about this one um, something that i think about a lot is you know a lot of times we know at least at the most basic level what we need to do physically you know for example if you're someone who wants to build muscle or build some strength, you probably know that you should lift weights and you need to eat food and you need to eat enough protein. That's how you build muscle. That's how you build strength. Um, if you want to lose weight, you probably know that you need to eat a little bit less and you need to exercise, right? Most people know that. Um, you know, if you just want to feel better, you probably know that you should exercise or move your body and eat more whole foods, eat more vegetables, fruits, things like that, right? So we know at the most basic level, like physically what we should be doing, 
But the question that I think about a lot is why are we not doing it? And I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, your mindset and the beliefs that you might have around, you know, exercise, um, around nutrition, around health in general. Um, so when you think about, you know, your mindset, a lot of those things are things that we picked up when we were young and they just stick with us and we've never really changed them. So like, for example, I know personally something that I always struggled with or, you know, it took me a long time to kind of figure out was this idea that I didn't want to ever waste food and that I had to always finish everything that was on my plate, you know, that because that was something that I learned as a kid and, you know, I didn't want to be wasteful, um, didn't want to waste food, didn't want to waste money, that sort of thing. So I always felt like I had to finish food. And that's something that I still do as an adult today. Like if I put food on my plate, there's probably a good chance that I'm going to finish it. So I had to, you know, make sure that I realized, okay, let's just scale back a little bit, put a little bit less food on my plate, because I know if I put it on there, I'm definitely going to eat it just because that's what I've always done. But I can always go back for more if I want to. So I'll start out with some smaller portions, um, eat that. And then, you know, if I'm full, then I don't need to go back and eat a whole bunch. Um, but if I want more, I can go back and throw a little bit of extra on there and eat that. And that was just a super simple, um, easy thing that I started doing that helped me stop overeating. Um, because Typically, I would just, you know, pile it on there and then whatever was on that plate, I was going to eat, you know, and um, having just that slight little mindset shift in that just reframe of like, OK, I don't necessarily need to, you know, be a human garbage disposal and eat everything in sight that I can take my time and, you know, portion out smaller portions and eat those things and then go back if I need more it was just something super simple, but made a big difference. Other things, you know, that you pick up when you're young is, you know, having certain uh, food guilt around eating certain things. Maybe it was like desserts or um, just certain type of foods. And that's obviously not a very good thing if you have all this guilt around these foods. And then, you know, you're eating those foods from time to time. You don't feel good about that. Um, and then another thing is like some of your beliefs or maybe your education around food might just flat out be wrong. I mean, I think about how much the education has come just in the last, you know, 20, 30 years about what we know about food and nutrition, and that kind of things. Because when you think about that, like at one time, you know, fat was super bad. And now you think about it and we literally have a diet that's made predominantly of fat in the keto diet. And people use that to help fix, you know, medical issues and things like that. And then there was a time when people thought that all carbs and all sugar was bad. But then you see, you know, people who eat tons of carbs and you even have like cultures who eat tons and tons of carbs and they're some of the most healthiest cultures in the entire world. So um, just to say that like all these things, they kind of go in this loop of like, okay, it's bad and then it's not, it's bad and it's not. And so I always just go back to understanding that, you know, again, that 80, 20 rule and just understanding that when you're eating these things in moderation, you're going to be okay. You don't need to stress about, you know, these things too much. And just understanding that again, a lot of these things that you might think, and these beliefs that you might have probably stem back to when you were a kid and you picked all these things up. So don't be afraid to, you know, look at your beliefs and change your ways a little bit and maybe make some new decisions and do a little research for yourself and, you know, make better, better choices based on things that you now believe in and not things that you believed, you know, 20 years ago. Um, along with the mindset, you also have, you know, your mindset with exercise. So this is one that as a former athlete, I feel like, um, I struggled with, and I know just a lot of people in general struggle with, you know, the mindset around using exercise as maybe like a punishment or using exercise to like earn food. And neither one of those are going to lead to, 
um, very good outcomes. Um, so you should be exercising because it makes you feel good physically. Um, it makes you feel good mentally. Um, you get all the benefits, you know, like I said, physically and mentally, but then also, you know, gaining confidence and all that kind of stuff that exercise can bring around. And you're not doing it because, you know, you feel like you need to punish yourself or you need like feel like you need to earn food, right? Um, and then just kind of some simple tips to help you improve your your relationship with exercise is to making sure that you do things that you actually enjoy, which I know, again, as a former athlete, you didn't really think about that. You know, you had to do all your sprints and all your running and all that stuff. And a lot of times there was things that you didn't enjoy, but you just did it anyways. But as an adult, you get to pick what you want to do, which is cool. <laughs> so make sure that you include things that you actually enjoy. Obviously, there's a time and a place to include some things maybe that you don't love, but you know are kind of necessary, whether that's, you know, strength training or, you know, a little bit of cardio or some flexibility or mobility type stuff, because you know that's something that you need and will make you feel better overall, but you don't really love to do it. That's also okay to include. But again, you want to make sure that you're including things that you enjoy, because if you enjoy it, you're a lot more likely to do it more often and you're a lot more likely to do it. Um, you know, throughout your life. So pick things that you enjoy and do those things. And then lastly, just understanding, you know, the mindset that you have around your body and the relationship that you have, you know, for your or with your body, just celebrating what your body can do rather than always thinking about, you know, what your body can't do or the things that you don't love about your body or beating down your body, which again, I know is a common thing. A lot of times we focus on things that we don't necessarily love about our body and that leads to again not a very great relationship because there's a lot of cool things that the human body can do and your body in particular can do um, so focusing on those things and being grateful for those things is a way that you can kind of flip that script a little bit and you know just have a better relationship around you know the the body that you have and enjoy it and be grateful for everything that it can do and I know like maybe some of this stuff, like especially around the mindset, you're like, what does that really matter? You know, like why why do I need to focus on, you know, my relationship with my body or my relationship with exercise or my relationship or mindset with food? Like, why does that even matter? Like if I know, you know, what to do physically and I'm doing those things, like and I'm seeing results, like does it really matter that much? And I would say it absolutely matters because mindset is always gonna be the big foundation of what you know, you need to live a good and healthy life. And even if you might be seeing, you know, progress right now with a certain way and your maybe your mindset isn't the best, I would argue that down the road, you're probably going to end up with some issues or some problems or some struggles that you have to deal with at one point or another. Um, because I think of the, you know, the mindset as the foundation. And if you have a crappy foundation, you know, it might work for a while, but eventually you're going to have some issues. If you have a solid foundation, then you can continue to build on that, continue to get better, make better progress, you know, feel healthier, um, look better, feel fit, all that good stuff. So understanding that mindset is important, even if, you know, you don't think it's all that important, I promise you, it is going to make things much, much easier now and also down the road. And it's going to just continue to help you be, you know, healthy and fit and live in a way that, you know, actually makes you feel good. And with that, that kind of concludes um, this podcast of the five biggest fitness mistakes. And 
Uh, one thing that I wanted to do just super quick, I know sometimes, you know, you get through a podcast and you're like, dang, that was a lot of information. Like that was a lot of different stuff. Like what did I just learn? So just to recap real, real quick, those five things or five mistakes, and maybe there was one that stuck out to you. And um, maybe that's probably the one that you want to focus on. If something did stick out to you a little bit and, you know, just focus on getting that thing shored up or finding ways that you can improve, whether it's through some tips that, you know, we shared today or just messing around with some things that you think could work for you. Um, just picking one of those things and just running with it and trying to improve it. It's not about improving every little thing at the same time. It's just about picking one thing and just continuing to get a little bit better. Because again, this is a lifelong process. It's not something that you just need to fix overnight. So again, number one, don't be the all or nothing person. That shit does not work. <laughs> Trust me. Um, don't be too strict with yourself, whether it's diet or exercise. Um, focus on you rather than always comparing yourself to others. Stop trying to rush the process. That also does not work. And then number five is make sure you uh, spend some time on creating a good mindset around fitness, health, nutrition, all that good stuff. And lastly, um, I know that, you know, sometimes there's certain things that you have to experience for yourself in order to really learn it and, you know, figure out what works for you. But hopefully by giving you a little insight into some of these you know, big fitness mistakes that you don't have to spend a bunch of time and energy and frustration making these same exact mistakes. And uh, you can have, you know, a little bit uh, better and less painful journey than myself and some others have had um, by, you know, using some of these practical tips and some of these things um, that we've talked about here. Uh, again, I appreciate you for tuning in and listening. Um, We'll have another episode coming at you next week. And again, if you have any feedback or have any topics or anything that you would like me to talk about, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, until next time.